0: Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show.
1: Classic
0: Hits. Over the last few days, we have seen quite a lot of tragedy in relation to gangland shootings and people being shot dead on the streets and... I suppose, should young children be taught about the dangers of gangland crime in schools, a Garda boss leading investigations into the murder of two young men has warned youths across the country that even low-level drug dealing is enough to get you killed. And it's the truth. I mean, if you owe a drug dealer money and you're dealing in drugs, even if it's cannabis, a small amount, they have no value on life, none whatsoever. And in a plea, particularly to young men, who were obviously the guiltiest of this, the Assistant Guard Commissioner Pat Lee said any level of engagement with the drug trade could lead to an end to your life. And a leading youth worker has now called for a national conversation. How we can prevent young people from getting sucked into these gangs and the level of violence now associated with the drugs trade in Ireland, particularly in Dublin. And Eddie Darcy, youth worker project, or project worker, uh, for more than 40 years, and chief executive of the Solace Project, uh, which works with a series of young offenders, said the feud in Drogheda, for example, in County Loud, should have been a wake-up call to the entire country that gangland violence could spread from cities... To towns. And Mr. Lee made his comments as he sought information from the public on the fatal shooting of friends Sean Little and Jordan Davis, both aged twenty-two and twenty-four years of age. And Mr. Davis was shot at close range by a man on a bicycle as he pushed his four-month-old baby in a buggy in broad daylight in a laneway just adjacent to the National School in Darndale, North Dublin, there the other day. I mean, that came seventeen hours after. Seventeen hours after, Mr. Little from the nearby Kilmore, which is just beside Coolock, there was found shot dead near his burning car in a remote part of North Dublin. Both men are suspected of being involved in drug dealing, and intimidation. And the Garda are investigating if they were shot for owing a drug debt, but are examining other lines of inquiry now. Mr. Lee, he said, Guardi were not connecting the two murders at this particular point, and said he was confident that the investigators would solve the crime. Mr he said, uh, we are seeing young men, it's difficult to term them young men at the age of 22 because they are only after coming out of their teenage years and all of a sudden their lives are taken unceremoniously. He says, I'm appealing to the young men I and mean, young people out there at the moment, not only in Dublin, but across the country. Please do not get involved in any level with the drugs trade. We consistently hear comments. He's only doing a little bit of low level drug dealing. He's only doing a little bit of gear on the side here and there. What we're saying to the public is and to the parents and to the young men and women is please, please do not get involved in any level when it comes to drugs. Low level dealing is enough to have your life taken at a young age. And we've seen it time and time again across the city over the last number of weeks and the last number of years. But today I want to know if you think he's right, if we need think we need to educate children about gangland crime from a young age and possibly in school during social studies. Would it be a good idea? Some people think not, that maybe we shouldn't be, you know, teaching children about that kind of stuff. But it is the reality of a modern, of modern times, I suppose, that we're seeing this. I mean, guns seem to be available to these idiots for some reason. Um, they're nothing but scum. They have absolutely no value on life. They don't care if they kill you. See, this is what a lot of us fail to understand. When a hit is put out on somebody who owes money. And even a small amount of money, it could be three or four hundred, a thousand euro they owe for cannabis to a dealer that they've been selling drugs for. You know, when you don't pay and nobody pays that debt, what happens is somebody puts a hit out on you. And these hits are cheap. These scumbags, these hitmen or whatever they want to call themselves will kill you for a hundred euro. They don't care. They have no value on life whatsoever. They're mercenary. And that's the sad part about it. And, you know, there's a lot of parents out there might not know that their son or daughter is involved in selling a small amount of cannabis, maybe just to get a few quid for the weekend or for college or whatever it happens to be. And they think, "Dash, it's okay. It's only low level crime. To you, it might be low level crime, but to be the person you owe money to, it's worth having you killed over. And that's what's happening constantly now. We recently saw a study that said young children as young as 10 were now involved in drug dealing. 10! We're being given drugs to move drugs from one place to another. And if we have children this young being involved, should we be teaching all children from the age of maybe, I don't know, seven or eight, about bad people in society and the dangers of drugs and the dangers of being killed? I mean, some people might think that children that age are way too young to hear about the grisly details of gangland crime. But how else, I suppose, are we supposed to nip this in the bud? Children may not understand exactly what they're getting involved in and may think it's an easy moneymaker. And there's no doubt it is an easy moneymaker if you got away with it. Absolutely. There's great profit, I'm sure, in drugs. But you're going to get killed. You're going to die. At some point, you will get caught out. And I want to know if you think it's a good idea. As a parent, would you want your child to learn about the social problem of gangland crime while they're in school? Do you think that's a good idea to teach your children about that in school? Because parents clearly aren't doing it. Because if parents were doing it, we wouldn't see a rise in it. So should we be teaching young children in primary schools and secondary schools about the dangers of gangland crime and the dangers of crime, obviously at an age appro- in an age appropriate way. Should we be de- teaching them about it? It's happening on a weekly basis now, a weekly basis. Every single week somebody is shot. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008, 87 8 At one stage, we had more gangland killings in Dublin than they did in London. And that's not even per head of population. That's just numbers. That's a shocking statistic for a very, very small city. Let me go to Bernie. Bernie, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Bernie?
1: Hi, Nile. Old Spice coming in here. And I just feel that it is too innocent. They're seven. I don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. A seven, eight, nine-year-old. I can only go on what I know myself at the moment. I have a nine-year-old grandson and he's worrying about will his heart stop? You know, will he, um, you know, will the, will the thunder light bolt hit him? Like, they, they are there's a lot of kids and they're innocent. And I just feel, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to tell them something like that. It's, they're only nine, seven, eight, and nine. They're too young. That's my personal opinion. Um, I know it's going on It's horrendous. I mean, I know there's children walking home from school, maybe in Dublin, and someone can ask them to give them a package and say, would you deliver that to number 16? And they're innocently in, you know, involved straight away and they don't realise what they're doing. But I think it's down to the parents that still at the moment, they still have control over their children and what they're allowed to be. But this is what about. the
0: dealers are doing, particularly we heard about it in Mon Dealers are giving nine and ten year olds packages to deliver because they know they can't they can't be arrested for it and nothing will yeah, but, happen to them. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I understand that, but I don't think it's a school. I mean, I understand that, but at seven, eight, and nine, they're too young now to be honest I mean, they're just. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm
0: saying that if you were to do this, right, that it would have to be age appropriate. I'm not certainly saying you show them pictures of dead bodies on the ground or anything like that. No, no, I mean, but do you understand know what I'm saying. But you, you kind of point out that. There are bad people in the world, you know, who would end your, you know, I don't know how you would say it to a child, would end your life, basically, if you're doing, if you're selling, you know, bold stuff. Like, I I don't know how you would word that to a child. I'm sure the experts would know better than I do.
1: I, I appreciate that. And I'm not an expert in any field like that. I always know from my own grandchildren at the moment and my own children that at that age, they were, they, were, I don't think I would like to ruin their lives, frighten them completely. Like, they, it's enough they learn about hospitals and you know they're just about getting used to where a hospital is and what to go for and get their teeth pulled and all those things that they are finding out for the first time and then you're going to throw into the mix something to do with a dead body on the street, or if you take the, these drug people are out there. Like, there's so much out there at the moment.
0: But you know what I see? I Ten-year-olds know about what, what's going on in Dublin because they hear about it on the news. They hear about people being shot and stuff like that. So they do know what's mm. happening, right? Um, mm. They're probably confused as to why. But what what annoys me is when I see all these, um, you know, in the media, oh, he was a lovely man. He idolised his son and... You know, And they're painting a picture of a nice person. Now, I'm not suggesting that all these people shot aren't nice people or weren't nice people at some point. But mm. Clearly, they're dealing in drugs. So they're, they're dicing with death and they're putting other people's lives in danger by dealing in drugs. So I don't believe they're nice people. Um, I believe that a lot of them are lowlifes. I'm not saying they deserve to die. I'm not suggesting that for a minute, but they are lowlifes. And we've got to teach children not to go down that route. And I don't know what age you need to get them at to tell them that this is, you know, it's not easy money, you know, to sell, you know, 100 quids worth of cannabis to their mates and make a couple of quid out of it. Even though it might seem low level to you, that could end your life. And it's not easy yeah. money.
1: I, of course. And like, I mean, there's people in my age group and they're 60 starting out doing selling drugs. I mean, it's, got, it's gone rampant. I mean, it was something that was a small problem maybe that could have been controlled a few years ago. It's definitely out of control now. And uh, I know that we have to address this drug issue that is going on. However, I think we have to start at the top, which is our own age groups and start working down because we don't really know what's going on and we have to, to say no to it and you know maybe marches on this we have to stop this we have to get more people involved in in you know in the you know the crime catchers or you mm-hmm. know the guards and the, maybe the army even have to be brilliant to, to patrol the streets if it's that bad at the moment in dublin like we can't let it go on and let a senseless life taking go on like this i mean i, 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 mean, I, I mean they, but they I mean, took
0: radical action in limerick going back about 12 years ago i think it was when Limerick had a huge problem with people being killed and stabbed and all sorts of carry on. Mm-hmm. And of course, Limerick got a really bad reputation. It was called Stab City at one point. Yes, and we took, sure. rad- we took radical action and we had the task force down there. We had superintendents uh, getting people put in jail. We changed legislation. We took radical action. We sent the army down, everything. And it worked. But we here's Dublin, which is probably 10 times as bad as Limerick was. and yeah. And we're not taking radical action.
1: But we need to take radical action to protect our young, to protect our future children coming up. We, it's awful that you're going to go into a school and start teaching them about, you know, drugs and pushing them and all that kind of thing. If we can't address the problem that's actually in front of our eyes at the moment, that's more urgent. And the age appropriate thing for me would be a 12 year old going into secondary school. Maybe that's the time to start teaching them um, while they're learning about all the new things they're going to be learning about, you know, different you know, systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all those new things that's going to be in their lives, Would it be a better age appropriate to teach a twelve year old?
0: Because I mean, my in relation to the the, the shooting there three months ago, the young fellow that was shot in swords. Right, my yeah. kids walk by that very point he was shot on a regular basis, on a daily basis. So you know that that's that worries me. That you know you think you're safe, you think maybe your area is safe, but nowhere is safe from these nobody individuals.
1: Not safe in this country at the moment. No. This country, and and we can't blame foreigners. It's, it, it, there's, no, there's, no, there's no specific time or target. Everybody is a potential target. An old lady getting off a bus is a potential target. They I mean, imma, imagine,
0: the, the, imagine the scumbag that shot this guy the other day. Now, you know, he's I don't know what this guy started. was involved. Yeah, I mean, he's pushing a 10-month-old baby in a boogie in yeah, the middle of the think, day beside the school.
1: Yeah, that's just cruel. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. Beggar's belief that child is now fatherless, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't under... We have to be more at the top. It has to start at the top and work down, not start our innocent young children and work up. We need to start working down.
0: Well, we'll stay we'll stay there for a second, because Niall, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Niall?
2: How are you, Niall? How are things?
0: Good. Niall, how do you, do you get to children at a young age to tell them, well, you know, stay away from, you know, getting involved in drugs?
2: Well... I think we had and many episodes that Road Hay had been saying in the past. And I mean, you have to teach kids, you get involved in this, this is what's gonna happen to you. No matter what level of broke selling you get into, even if it's to earn a hundred quid to buy yourself a new Xbox or whatever, once you're involved in it, you're involved in it. And, and think, there's no way out. And there's no way out. Now on the second on the second thing I want to say to you is, I think the guys have to go back to feet on the street, getting your community guard out walking around neighborhoods, letting the kids see them there' Because the only way you're going to win this battle on drugs and oil is for feedback on the street. I know the guys have their intelligence to do, and they get enough information of intelligence, but if you have a guard on the street. Hey, I mean, Bernie there, I agree with what Bernie said about the army. I mean, train them up in the law, put them into plain clothes, and put them out in the street.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, absolutely. But I, and I have to say, I take Niall's point on board. You know, I, I, when I look at the, I mean, the... we don't have guards on the street at all, walking around on duty. In my When I was a young fella, there were guards walking around literally the housing estates. I haven't seen a guard walking around a housing estate in years.
1: Well, my dad was a guard, as you know, and uh, he he walked around. Three of them every night, they walked around um, Cabra, which was quite a rough area in those 70s and 80s, 60s, 70s and 80s. And they walked around every night. There was squad cars there was motorbikes out on the road. That's what they spent their nights doing. And they went around and, and they helped out in Blanchetown if there was a problem up there. Or you know any fibs for anywhere at all. They always was guards on the street, and they, they stopped cars at night. Could be run. As well. And and you felt that they and they would talk to you as well. And when you felt that when the guard told you to go home, you were on the road like you were out and in
0: straight away. Mm-hmm. And so
1: we, as kids grew up, we had respect for them.
0: But see, we've lost, the kids have lost, sorry, Nile, your line is very, very bad. It's a bit noisy there. I I do apologize. But you're right, Bernie. I think children nowadays have lost all respect for that authority. There's a multitude of reasons for that. We kind of can't go back to that other way of doing things because that involved the guardy slapping a kid across the back of the head and saying, get home to your parents. And unfortunately, we can't go back to that. When I say unfortunately, because some kids need that form of discipline. I genuinely believe they do. You know, they need a bit of a fright.
1: But I think the thing has got so acute and so active at the moment, we really need to do act now, as in to stop at potential. Like, so the army's back on the streets, the guards, every guard that's available, I know they're tired, I know they're stressed out, I know their work is terrible, it's a horrendous job. But they need to get back on the street, they need to show us, I mean, even people volunteering in neighbourhoods who are, you know, able to help in any shape or form, to help out, because it is an acute problem. And I don't see why we have to tell innocent seven- and eight-year-olds about horrible things that are happening. If we don't try and do something to help, stop it now.
0: Well, let me just go to John as well, if I can, because, uh, John, would it be appropriate to teach young children uh, about mm. drugs in schools and, you know, doing social sciences and stuff like that?
3: Definitely not, Nile. No. Definitely not. And here's why. Because kids will experiment. That's it. Mm. Kids will experiment. But Niall, I'll tell you what the whole problem is here. Two words. Border control. That's it. Border control. How is the drug getting in?
0: Well, we're trying our best. You can't... You know, yeah. and I understand the guards have it, Particularly, you know, the likes the, the, the Navy, et cetera, et cetera, with our patrol our seas. They do get a lot of big hauls every now and again. But for every 20 million worth of drugs they, they, they capture coming in at Kerry or whatever it happens to be, mm. there's another 20 million coming in somewhere else. It's impossible.
3: Uh, but... My, you know, my whole opinion on this now is that somebody's turning a blind eye somewhere. It has to be going on. I mean, if you think that it's not going on, well, then I don't know what world you're living on. Because there is a blind eye getting turned. I don't care what anybody say. Okay, and people are getting paid off. And I'll even say at the guards uh, are like not involved in it. I wouldn't be totally to surprised. The guards are involved as well. Don't be thinking that they're not involved. They are involved.
0: Well, we Everybody. have seen we have yeah. seen guards being arrested in the past who yeah. have been passing on information to you know individuals who have been responsible yeah. for drugs.
1: Yeah, but see, no, is... unfortunately, I mean it's gone on a, a long time now. There's drugs in every system, every walk of hmm. life. People you would least expect are taking drugs. People who hmm. you know are cleaner than whiter than white are doing drugs. Like we just, it's not, it's not a. We're not yeah, I, I don't. I mean,
0: I understand what you're saying, John, and maybe we could do we could do a little bit more. But I think mm. it's impossible. You oh, know, no, f- I'm failing really... building a wall around the country. Uh, yeah, you know, Donald Trump would love that. Yeah. Failing building a wall around the country and on every beach, it would be impossible to stop drugs coming into the country.
3: Now, uh, 2006, there was a haul cock that had bought overturned and there was 100 million worth of cocaine at all in 2006, mm. right? Yeah. Now, they were coming to Ireland, right? And it was because the boat overturned, they wouldn't have been caught at all.
0: 100 yeah.
3: million worth of cocaine, right?
0: Mm.
3: So, like, they have to watch the borders. They're going to have to watch. stop cars out on the road randomly. But
0: well, they are doing that.
3: Yeah, but they need to be doing it in the And, and I
0: know in relation to you know, their activity in relation to gangland, I know they are trying because when, no, when, when I leave here every night, there's a, a checkpoint down the road there at Sheriff Street and it's nearly there every single night and they're not looking for tax and insurance. You now know, I asked, you know, I know what they're looking for.
3: But I, I asked one man, right? How do you think that the dogs are getting in? He said, I'm going to tell you what Johnny says, This is how they're doing it. The horses are checking up to England. They're telling them that they're going racing them. Putting up the you know, drugs, up, up the horses' the that's, like, you know That's been honest. I'm sorry about no, uh, like, you know, using that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and go uh, ahead, yeah. the phone, One, but,
3: yeah. but, but they're putting them up, up the horses' the ashes. The horses are walking right through and they haven't been checked. That's a fact.
0: But, but how do you avoid that? How do you, it, the, if it's not on. if it's not the horse's arse, it's going to be somebody else's arse or it's going to be some other way no, of doing. There's always going to be a way to do it. These drug dealers come up with the most ingenious ways oh, of getting that. drugs in. They
1: do. I mean, they have way. I mean, you see, if you watch that uh, border control and uh, yeah, I mean, just, mm. you know, layered into books
0: T- inside tins of beans.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't stop it. We have we can't ruin our young children either. That's the other side of it. We have to address this now and should be shown to be doing something that would kind of deter it, rather than saying, turn a blind eye. We have to actually be active now in stopping it. And every person in this country is responsible for trying, if they want to help stop this, we all have to do something. We can't just Mm -hmm. sit and watch it go by. We all adults no, adults but, but,
0: adults have to do something. But John, how do you get to young people and teach them that, you know, even selling 100 quid's worth of heroin or cocaine or cannabis, for example, to make a couple of quid at the weekend for themselves for a pint of beer, which a lot of them are doing, it's low-level crime, and some of them are ending up getting killed because they owe money. How do you teach them that, you know, you just don't get involved, that this is what happens to you when you get involved?
3: I, I go up to the grave and I show them
0: around. There you go. Mm-hmm.
4: That, or show them a, a psychiatric
0: unit. Ca- yeah.
1: Yep. Show them. A, it's bring them into a psychiatric unit and show them somebody after having a bad beat and coke. Maybe uh, on yeah. on go into a casualty any night and you'll find somebody who's had an overdose of uh, drugs that was Colorado, given to yeah. them as a yeah. one-off. It's something like that where somebody's fuking or their brain is is fried for life. You what, you try to to deal with somebody. So what age
0: not, is appropriate to show a child that kind of information?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know for myself. Good question, right? yeah. I suppose secondary school is the probably age because they begin to ask and they begin to investigate and you're begin, your body's begin to change gradually. what, so 12, maybe 13 years of age? Yeah, I mean, we were showing the abortion video at 14 in, in, in the convent years ago and like, it, it stood, it, I, it terrified me forever but mm. it, sh- it gave you the message.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, somebody else says, Niall, uh, laws like in Malaysia uh, beheading uh, if they're caught with drugs, is Adam. Well, Adam and I think we live in a more civilized society. But yes, they do have the debt penalty in many countries if you are caught dealing in drugs. Mm. Uh, I don't believe well, in those countries. I don't believe it's made a huge amount of difference. People are still doing it and risking it. Yeah, Because, um, when, you know, when, when there's a few million quid at stake, you know, and you can make some money, people will take terrible risks. Like, you know? yeah, oh, and I mean,
1: yeah, we know there's so many ways. Like I mean, you've watched people getting rich quick and you think, oh God, I wonder, did they win the lotto? You'd never think they were doing drugs. Or it would never be the first thing you'd think of. However, maybe that's what's happening. People driving these bash.
0: Oh, well, bash- look, there's bars. no doubt, Bernie. It's a very lucrative business to be in. And they're yeah. bringing
3: them in, Niall. No, they're also bringing them in inside and fish as well. Like yeah.
0: Oh, they will. That's what I said to they, they will come up with any way of doing it. I, you know, I, I watched that border patrol program that um, Bernie is talking about, and some of the stuff that they will do in paintings in between two pieces of paper, like it's incredible what they could actually t- you know do with these drugs to try and get them into a country. Uh, let me go to James. James are on classic hits. Hey, do James man, uh, James, what's the solution, particularly when it comes to young people and low-level crime and getting involved in drugs and ending up essentially dead? How do we tell them not to get involved or how do we sort this problem out? Shit. Why doesn't young person listen to anyone else them? Sorry, your line is bad the
5: there. And then when did are a young person, say you or I or whatever, whatever age you were, why did not you listen to someone older than you had when they told you not to do something? That was the first thing you did. Well, true.
0: you probably went out and did it when they told you not exactly, to.
5: Exactly, exactly. So, like, the solution is, like I heard it on the news last day. Simon Harris, like, were, being, we're walked into the cannabis laws, blindfolded, to, and we're not really, you know, we're not really uh, taken on board. But, like, cannabis isn't the evil that it is, that everyone's making it out to be. Well, my point is, if well is, it was
0: only a report the other day from 20 doctors about people who had suffered from psychosis and the the amount of people that had gone into clinics now suffering from paranoia and psychosis from taking from using cannabis. Now,
5: would you agree that we all know somebody in our lives that shouldn't drink alcohol? Absolutely. Yes. Same thing stands for cannabis. If you... Uh, some people say cannabis and it suits them very well other people do it and I do not suit them at all there's, there's a lot yeah. of reasons
0: why we should but there's equally as many reasons why we shouldn't yes. legalise it
5: yes well there's, there's, there's two things right if it was evil it is okay right well then that means that Holland sh- everyone should have uh, schizophrenia in Holland if that's the case because being been legalised over there for years people in Holland are happy well, Canada, Canada
0: legalised it recently for recreational yeah. purposes as well but, but that still doesn't make it right because you know, uh, there, no, there is, there is health risks attached to it as well, because people smoke it like a cigarette, of course, it makes it with tobacco to and well. Yeah, yeah exactly. so we, we wouldn't, like, if cigarettes were only developed tomorrow, we wouldn't legalise them. We'd say absolutely not, knowing what we know about them.
5: Yeah, I understand. But what, what I'd like you to do now is, right, just uh, to, for a bit of homework for you here, and just to broaden your mind on this. I, I,
0: I smoked cannabis I, when I was younger. I know you did. Yeah. I,
5: well I listen to your show all the time, and I'm a big fan of yours, right? and that's why I'm ringing you, to tell you this, there's a documentary on YouTube with Jack Kerr, is their man's name, I don't know if you've ever heard of him or you've watched anything belonging to him, but it's, uh, it, he has a documentary on YouTube and I would really like for you to sit down, if you have time an evening, just to, to have a look at that documentary and take in what's being said.
0: Well, do me a favour then, e- will you email me a link to the documentary and I will watch it, okay?
5: Uh, will you, please, because i tell you what it'll do, it actually opens my eyes and like what I can tell you is I, I smoke cannabis like that, right? And I'm not. I pay my taxes. I go to work every day. I'm not one of these useless people that sit on their arse. I, it doesn't affect me in that sense, you know. It, it has. You're not it a stoner. Mind. Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm not. But I do use cannabis because look, I, I had a certain amount of stress in my life. I help it, it helps a lot with my stress and anxiety and stuff like that. Okay, that's what I use it for. Okay, okay, but that's one thing.
0: But okay, let's just park that for a second because James, I'm yeah. not going to completely disagree with you. I'm on the fence, right? Yeah, But yeah, but, but, yeah. but in saying that, in you know, we, we still got you know class A drugs. We still got cocaine. Yeah. We still got heroin. So yeah. people are still going to get killed because Absolutely, because yeah. we can't legalize them all. So
5: no, you can. not But what I'm saying is, you could like instead of using resources or something, at hand is cannabis the harder stuff the cocaine the heroin the hard things that are killing people that are just destroying families and destroying their lives
0: but I don't think there's a lot of guarded resources pick, uh, gone into picking people up with a you know, I spot a cannabis in their pocket
5: uh, absolutely but, but, but my point is it's, it's education in this country there's a lot of ignorance around this subject and that's why I'm saying to you if you watch that um uh, the documentary about German and, and what's I, the
0: name of the documentary anyway again?
5: Jack Her, uh, H uh, Jack J-A-C-K and H E R E R, and okay. it's actually it will absolutely it will blow your mind when you read it. Okay, look, I, I got to
0: go to a break, but James, in case I lose you, just send me an email. It's uh, Nile dot Boyle in a classic hits. All right, uh, .ie If you send me an email there, I'll I'll certainly give it a watch and I'll watch it with an open mind. Andrea, you're on classic hits. How you doing, Andrea? Hi, Niall. Andrea, before you start, before you say a thing to me, happy birthday to <laughs> you. Happy birthday to you. Even though you're over the hill, happy birthday to you. 30, Andrea, I believe.
6: Yeah, the big trio.
0: They told me. 30 years. You know what happens when you get to 30? It's all downhill. Really? It's, it's all downhill. Gravity starts to kick in.
6: That already kicked in a couple of years ago,
0: don't worry. <laughs> ah, you're young at heart.
6: I am, I am, yeah.
0: So, Andrea, getting back on a more serious note, I mean, look, you know, kids are being killed literally on a weekly basis, you know. Now, I understand they're playing with fire, I know all that kind of stuff, but how do we avoid other kids ending up in the same situation?
6: Like, education is key, like it always is, but, as well, I I don't think that the punishment for committing these crimes is severe enough. Like, you know, somebody who's got caught dealing drugs, they're out after six months, you know, and when they go into prison, they're... Coming out just as bad as they are.
0: Well, they're learning yeah. a lot of the tricks of the trade while they're in there, and meeting yeah, all the wrong you people. Know,
6: whereas it's, I, I think that, like in South American countries and other countries, if you're caught dealing drugs, you're 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 severely punished. Over here, you're not. There's mm-hmm. no, there's no fear of going. Oh God, if I do this, I'll get locked up. There's no, I'll go in for a couple of weeks. I'll be back out, grand, like you know. So that, I think that's another factor. There's no fear of.
0: You well, know, particularly for young people, they tend not to go to jail.
6: You yeah, know, if they're kind of
0: 15 or 16 years of age, you know.
6: They should. They should. They're, you know, they're old enough to make that decision. Like, 16, 17-year-olds, they're, they're still smart. They're, they know what they're doing. Like, a 10 or a 9 or 10-year-old, which in some cases have been carrying drugs, mm-hmm. they don't know what they're doing. Whereas a 16 and 7 year old does. So if they know what they're doing, they should be locked up for it and they should And they should be locked up for a good while. And some people might I mean you are state. right because
0: I know when they get to 18 it's pretty much too late at that stage they're already in a exactly. life of crime Exactly. so, so you got to get them where they start
6: exactly and like people will probably say oh she's very harsh but I grew up in the inner city of Dublin I've seen this and I've seen people and kids young and you kind of know by looking at them that they're going to end up being right out a little yeah. say, yeah. you know like it's it's environment has a major factor on it as well where they grow up and who they're around has a major factor. Who on the itself. parents
0: are as well, of course, yeah.
6: Exactly, like, you know, again, like, I, I grew up in the inner inner city of Dublin, so I've seen it all, and that's one of the reasons why I left Dublin, is because I wanted to have a family, and I didn't want them near that.
2: Good you know, for you, Well, I
0: think that's the right thing to do, if, if that's what you believe is the best thing to do, I think it's the right thing to do, and yeah. it certainly is. I mean, I, I would be in the same situation that I wouldn't want my children exposed to that kind of criminal aspect of no, society. No, for sure,
6: like, grown up, I was exposed to stuff that I should never have been exposed. to. and that's not my parents' fault. You know, they did a great job raising raising me and my my siblings, but, like, it's still, you know, even just going out to play, I've seen things, I should, like, I've seen people dealing drugs, you know. Going See, back I think to a lot of us do
0: as population change as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I live in swords, and I've watched swords change over the last 15 years or 20 years. And, you know, it's just huge now. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's overpopulated. There's hardly, there isn't enough guards. The same amount of guards now than there was 20 years ago. Yeah, and, then, and, and it's five and times the population.
6: People blame the guards as well, saying they're not doing enough. It's not that they're not doing enough. It's the fact that they don't have enough resources to do it. And then they're getting annoyed because they're, when they do arrest somebody, it's nothing done about it. It's mm. just like, oh, uh, you know, give them a slap on the wrist. And they're like, well, what's the point?
0: Yeah, no, I get you. you oh, know, absolutely, so I get you.
6: I think something needs to be put in place, especially in, you know, certain areas where it's more prominent than anywhere else.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: Something needs to be put in place where, as in, if you're caught, no matter if you're, you know, if you're caught with drugs, you get locked up whether, you know, you're 16 or 17 because you're old enough, you know what you did. Like, if you look at America, they have juvenile descent centers. Did you, yeah. so, you know, well, We, we have
0: Oberstown, but not many people get sent there because it's the only one we have.
6: Yeah, but so it's kept
0: it's, for the more serious crimes, you know.
6: Exactly, but still though, in America, if you're fifteen or sixteen, caught with drugs, you get sent to juvenile centres, and if you get ten years, you're still transferred over to the to to mainstream yeah. prison. That doesn't happen here. You know, if you're if you're six months shy of eighteen and you get sent to that place, you're out after six months, even though you got a couple of years.
0: All right, well, it's a good point. Stay there, Andrea. Frank, I think Andrea makes a good point. Maybe we're not taking it seriously enough when it comes to young people that we should actually be punishing them, teaching them a lesson and showing others you just don't get away with this. How are you Noel? Is that a good idea?
7: No. No. Right. I'll okay. tell you, Noel, it, 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 gets, like, it makes me laugh in this country when something happens. Like, what are we going to do? Let's sit down and talk to the kids. I told you before, Noel, the only way people are drug dealers is because of the vast money in it.
0: Well, well, it is to do with money. There's massive money that's, to be made. Just,
7: no, just, that's all that's to do with, Noel. And I told you before, if you make it near impossible in this kip to spend ill-gotten gains, people won't bother. You have young fellas and young ones growing up in this place. They see the dealers going around in the flash car, the flash watches, the fake tan and the voice teeth. They want to be like them. Well, I grew up seeing that, but I didn't want to be like that. But that's you sweet that, that's you you're like the 95 percent of the population that don't get involved in it i because know there's always going to be little squirrels out there that want to get involved i know in but it.
6: i'm not i'm not i'm not going to like you seem a bit aggressive with me there no but, i'm not i'm just making the point I mean, I Fra-
0: frank is a bit loud like that with everybody don't take it personally andrea but like, <laughs> you
6: know it's it's not just i i think that the kids when they get to the age where you kind of you know 16 or 17, sitting down and talking with them, that's, they're going beyond talking to them. They're going beyond that.
0: I think, I think she's got a point, Frank. If you don't get them before that, you're you're doomed. Because by the time they're 17 or 18 and they're dealing in drugs, it's too late. They've got used to the lifestyle. They've got the Nike runners. They've got the nice jacket and the false tan and the, the holidays four times a year and maybe a nice car as well. So it's too late. You've got to get to them, you know, before they get to that point. 14 years of age, maybe. I don't know. Even sooner. I, know listen, Even sooner.
7: I agree with you on what you're saying on that sixteen. But why do we need to bother to sit down and explain to 10, 12-year-olds? The parents should be doing it, not up but to the, the parents
0: Yeah, but the parents aren't. aren't. Yeah, I mean, I, I did it, Frank. You might have done it. Andrea might do it to her children. I did it to my children. I told them all about drugs when they were like 12, 13 years of age, that people involved in drugs are bad people. They end up going to jail. Some will end up dying. I told them all that. Thankfully, touch wood, my children have never got involved. So I've got to take a break. And I'm not saying they're goody-two-shoes or anything like that. Uh, you can text us at 87 188 zero eight. That's 87 188 zero eight. By the way, you're very quick to put Andrea down, Frank, but you haven't come up with a solution of your own yet
7: me a chance you okay, well, okay. on there, Neil, and then you went into a mad that went on for half an hour <laughs> <laughs> i just relax your little cack there now listen to me I wasn't putting André down I agree with André about under 16 look at Noel you know always fucking hate everybody alright right you know it's no time for anybody if I, I, mean, I Apart told from you before, yourself yeah I told you before about this rats breed rats vermin breed vermin ok yeah so it's a, it's a cycle, Noel. And what I mean by that is all sorts in life, whether they're murderers, rapists, uh, all sorts. I, I, that's where it comes from. You don't just wake up, Noel, and say, "I'm going to be a rapist this morning." All right? It's, it's,
0: a, bit, it's a, bit, there's a, bit, a bit of a difference between somebody selling a few bits of cannabis and a rapist. Yeah, i, in I, I like that.
7: But listen to me. The money, Noel. My solution is: you said there a while ago that every night you leave your place of walk, there's a guard at checkpoint in the same place. Now, if I have a view full of guns or drugs, Noel, why am I going to drive up that road because another there?
0: That's the point, John. Yeah. I never thought of that. Actually. I
7: mean, I mean, holy gee Well, I did
0: think I of it, but of I did. Like,
7: come on, they why haven't we... a clue,
0: Noel. But, but the reason they are there is because it is a hot spot and there has been people, many people, shot in that area, and, uh, and that's the of reason they're
7: there. Armed response guards have even poured a They haven't a clue how, to, and I'm not blaming them, Noel. It's what puts at our door by the state. The state is incapable of dealing with it. They don't know how to deal with it. But you
0: said said earlier on, if we make it difficult for them to spend the money, then the money is of no value to them. But how are you going to sort that out?
7: Hear me out, Noel. It's cash. You've got somebody that's not walking and they're driving a car. As far as I'm concerned, Noel, if you're on job seekers, that's exactly what it says. Job seekers to help you go get a job so yeah if town, you're a job
0: seeker and you're driving a Lamborghini there's a problem take it off them take it off them well they are doing that they, they, I mean and there's ads running on the radio and the TV at the moment that if you know somebody who's living a lifestyle that's not equal to the amount of money they're actually earning or you believe please report it immediately to the criminal assets bureau so they are encouraging people to get involved but stay there for a second I want to go to Tomas as well because Tomas you're on Classic Hits okay hi Nile, how
4: things
0: good Tomas what do you want to say
4: uh, basically, look. I, 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 big fan of the show. Anyway, I just like to say for a Start and um, in, in, look. It's very simple in my view, and I, in relation to the topic. And uh, what I mean by that is, is that it's, 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 it, it, two fundamental points: is poverty and deprivation. This is what, this is what we the problem lies. And the political will is simply not there to deal with that. And when you have poverty and deprivation in society, people are looking. These people are, they're, they're easily drawn into this because they, they look, they what they need
0: money to survive and that's that's no, about i come in there no, yeah, yes. yeah 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 you want to say something on that frank Here, go.
4: are you what's what's his
7: name tomas tomas are you where are you living tomas <laughs> i'm living down in the down the west <laughs> well, well you must be living under a rock are you tomas
4: well well, will explain, explain But he's right, he's got a
0: point. Poverty and deprivation. You've got young people who are in areas which are socially deprived who want to be like the fella in the next estate who has a nice car, but they don't have the money. So the only way they see access to money is by selling drugs.
7: What poverty, Noel, are you going on about? There's no poverty, Noel. There's no poverty in Hell's estate. they got what i got growing up now. See, this is what's wrong with you, Noel. you said, all second trolls, you know, oh, the poor kid, the poor kid. The poor kid goes into this, they're going around the and at eight, nine, ten years of age and the best of clothes that the mother and father has. They're not walking, they're probably claiming so, so there's two cars parked in the garden. I'd love people in these housing estates to go on and say, you know what, that chap is right because I see it myself. I don't see anyone sitting on the side of housing estates, hungry, deprived. Where do you think they are, Calcutta?
0: Well, <laughs> I, I, I do essentially agree with what he's saying Tomás in some respect I don't believe we actually really know what poverty is in this country we think we have, we know what poverty is but no, I think I real have. poverty in other countries we ca- is incomparable but I do understand the point you're making that certainly it is all about the money and Frank did agree with you on that it is about the money they want the money
4: of course it is of course because when, 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 when it's these when Look, 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 look at the people that are in power and look, look at the lavish lifestyles these are living. They say to themselves, well, what, what, what are we doing here? I, I, I want a piece of that. And they, they, at the end of the day... Now, yeah, but you're always actually,
0: going to have that. Unless you live in a socialist society, you're always going to have that.
4: Absolutely. And when you, when you have a society that is, that is driven by money and greed, because at the end of the day, you, you look at these jobs that are being offered to these people as well. Why, why, why would they go working for, for, for this... For, for minimum money? wage, yeah. But they're not going to do that cause, and then they look at they look at these fellas going around driving in these fancy cars they say I want a piece of that. So, okay so
0: how just very quickly because of 20 seconds how do you make it less attractive so?
4: Uh, well it, it's uh, I, I don't have the, the magic solution to it all I'm saying is that if the, the political will is not uh, the key I would say to this is that they need to put, put in the facilities for a start. You, you, need, to have, you need to have a start at the, at the bottom. You need to put in facilities for these people. You can't just build these housing states, a big, massive housing state, and don't even put in... I'll give you one example. Oh,
0: I don't have time for another example. I have to go to news, but I understand the point you're making. You can't be just building massive housing estates with no facilities and no support systems there for people who fall into certain types of traps. <laughs>